Hey everyone, welcome to the Higher Points Podcast. I'm Nick Sowers, and I'm on uh, Google Meet actually with Nate right now because he's down in Florida. He just finished up a, a strongman contest down there, so we're just getting you a, a quick to the point episode done while he's on vacation. So we won't take too much of his time or your time, but uh, if you're the first time joining the podcast to the point, it's just kind of an opportunity for us to just tell you what's been going on with the week, some things we've been bouncing around thinking about, or uh, some things that we have learned uh, through throughout our week and throughout our time together. And we just take that opportunity to share those little snippets with you. So Nate, how are you doing, man? Oh, not too bad. I'm poor as shit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I say you, you definitely look tired. Um, yeah, so... I'm exhausted, man. It's... I don't know, it's a whole different animal when you travel for a competition and just trying to maintain and cut weight down in Florida and just a different climate and yeah, it just takes it out of you for sure. So Is it supposed to be one of those dry heats or is it still pretty humid down there? Oh, it is like ninety nine percent humidity down here. <laughs> well you should be used to that. Kansas is the same way. No, it's different, man. It's I don't know, the the humidity down here is just way more dense it feels like it, i mean like percentage wise it's the same but i don't know it's it's hotter in florida how uh how far are you from the nearest body of water like the major body of water uh it's like an hour drive but probably like 20 miles okay from the ocean yeah so what was what was the name of the strongman contest you went to this weekend again uh beast of the bay okay and that was and it was part of the uh, Tampa Bay Fitness Expo, which was a, it was a really really cool deal. There was oh there was the main um, thing was uh, CrossFit, you know, like the center area. Of this uh, expo center was like CrossFit all day long, and you know they had like there was probably thirty lanes they had running for CrossFit. Was that um, was so that something was probably, that was on Iron Podium or is it different? The CrossFit. No, the the strong the the beast of the bay. Yeah, it was on Iron Podium. Okay. Anyway, sorry about that. I didn't yep. mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. It was a United States sanctioned United States strongman sanctioned event. Okay. Um, and it was, I don't know. It it was really cool. You know, it was the most people I've ever performed in front of, and also the most like people I've competed against in a weight class. You know, there was ten of us there. I took eight, got my ass beat down here in Florida. <laughs> um, you know, I did about what I thought I would do. I ended up zeroing on the log, which was which was rough. Um, but it was it was a really cool just experience being in front of that many people. And um, I don't know, I would I give props to those guys in Kansas for running the events the way they do, getting people in and out because we were there at eight o'clock. We didn't leave until almost four. Okay. So it was a long ass day, and I mean, there's things they could have done to uh, um, make it a little smoother of a process. You know, like last weekend when we helped, you know, we were doing two events at once at different times during the day, and there was definitely room to do that kind of stuff here. Um, they didn't. I don't know if that was because they wanted the spectacle and they didn't want it to take as long, and they also didn't update Iron Podium live. They didn't. They waited until the end of the day, which, in my opinion, isn't. I don't know. I, I wish they would have kept it updated throughout the day, because then you know where you're at and what kind of points you need to get, this and that, in order to stay competitive. You know, I'm not well, saying that that would have changed my outcome, but right. just it would have been nice to know where I stood. 
That's good to know that information throughout the day. So, I mean, because it's one of those things as, as, you know, being a competitor, granted, I've never competed in open, nor have I competed in something as large as that. But if I know that, let's say if you're doing like the log press and you know, that's going to be a struggle for you. And on, you know, the first thing you have coming up is say deadlift and you know, all I've got to get is four reps on deadlift. I could do 10. But all I need is four to get first. That way I can save the energy for the log press, which is going to be the hard thing. That's I think that's kind of what you're talking about. Of That yep. way I can kind of plan my lifts and I know what I need to do. And you, you can game it just a little bit to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success in other lifts. Yep, yep. And, I mean, because not everybody's got coaches there that can pay attention to what you need and this and that. And I don't know. It just it didn't feel to me quite like the community that we've got in Kansas, you know. It, it just didn't feel quite as welcoming to me. It was still a, a good time. And like, I had a good relationship with the guy that put on the event. Um, he did a really good job putting it on and keeping it organized. Like it's a, I think it was one of his first events he'd done. Um, he actually, like I emailed him and I forgot my grip shirt at home and he l- let me borrow his personal grip shirt for the competition. That's cool. So that was kind of cool. Um, not a lot of people would have done that. Um, but that was a cool thing he did. And, you know, they gave us, uh, like a sign that had our name and stuff and beast of the bay that we could like set up next to our little area. And I mean, it, it felt like a professional event, which was cool. So now the question then becomes, how are you going to get that on a plane and get it home? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to, (laughs) (laughs) you could always have Vinny send it to you if you really want to, We'll, we'll put it in cardboard and ship it home. So, and actually, uh, Mason with that podcast I just did with him, uh, he printed off a poster that's like a, like a four by five poster. That's the higher points that, uh, I need to get home to. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They've got a, at USF in the library, they've got like a, a media design area, you know, and they've got a big printer and it costs them two bucks to print it off. So he did that and he was going to display it when we did our podcast together, but didn't uh, work out that way. It's a smaller space than we thought. Um, so if, if we go through the events you did at the contest, so for instance, I see it's like interesting, the events and the weights. Oh, there they are. The farmers walk the, okay. They all said to be decided down at the bottom in the events and weights. But so you were in middleweight open, uh, men, right? Yep. So let's see if we go through. So it looks like you did axle bar deadlift first. Is that what you did? No, it went farmers first. So farmers, farmers, yoke carry axle log and then Atlas stone. Yep. Okay. So uh, if we go through the, the events, just give a quick thought on what, what, what you had 225 per hand on your farmers carry. What do you got there? Um, uh, it, I did 230, 236 feet or something like that. Um, I dropped it once, um, which my uh, my figure eights were a little too big is my issue. Um, they weren't quite as tight as I needed. Um, that gassed me right from the start, you know, because you, you, they let you wear straps, so your legs are just shot. And so everybody's legs were shot right from the start. Um, that was um, definitely interesting. I almost didn't wear use the straps because of that. Um, like I didn't, 
I wanted to save the time and get more distance, but I saw some of the distances that guys were putting up. I was like, I better put straps on because I can't hold on for that long. <laughs> well, what, what were some of the other distances? I think like 286 is what won it, I think. So, you know, like I was a down and back away. Like it was a 50-foot run, um, so 50-foot down and 50-foot back. Um, so I needed to go around the cone and come back to the spot I, I dropped it at. Um, so it was, I don't know, it was a tough one. It was just, there's some things I would have done different about, like the straps. I don't think if it was my competition, I wouldn't have done the straps like that, you know? Yeah. That was kind of weird for me to hear. Cause I was like, I was like, we would not be allowed to use straps. But again, um, we've never really gone for distance. We've kind of always done like a, you go 50 feet, drop it and you're doing something else. Or, you know, you're, yeah. you're going down, dropping it, turning around and coming back kind of thing. So straps weren't a thing. Yep. Yep, and there wasn't much room to turn around, and so it was kind of kind of a weird, weird area. Yeah, I mean it was a boxed off, fenced off area, but it just um, they had implements all down at one end, and so it was just kind of difficult to turn around down at one end. So next up was the yoke carry, which looks like it was five fifty. Does that sound right? Yep. And so how'd that go? Um, it wasn't bad. That was actually like the. I'd only touched the yoke like two or three times before that in training. Um, I I don't remember my time, but it was like last or second to last. It wasn't great. Um, but I, it's, I still felt like it moved pretty well, and I only dropped it once. Um, the issue with the yoke was, and this is something that like I give props to the Kansas guys too, you know, like we got some guys that, hold a standard in Kansas, like on judging and like I'm putting on comps and this and that. And I don't feel like they had quite that standard down here in Florida. And that, that comes in like on the farmer's carry, like sometimes guys would take another step or two after the time was done. And then they'd go from that measurement, you know, like the judges weren't in the right spot or they wouldn't measure from the same spot spot on the implement every time. Or like on the yoke carry, they said no sliding it was a concrete floor and those dudes were sliding it like crazy, you know, and they, they weren't holding them accountable for it. And like, I feel like in Kansas, we would have thrown down mats and you would have been carrying the yoke across mats. So you can't slide it, you know? Yeah. I know when Matt Tyler was judging the Husafel stone, if, even if you dropped it and the Husafel stone like fell over or whatever, like he would put his foot back, like where the stone landed, where it first hit the ground, no matter where it stopped, it didn't matter. But where the stone yeah, hit that, the ground, Matt would hold that standard. I really do feel like we got a good pocket of, like, like str- our strongman community is a good pocket in the Midwest, you know. I, I don't feel like the standard was held to the same height here in Florida. So, and that, I mean, the yoke, I'm not saying, like, that's the reason that I got my ass beat. These dudes were stronger than me, you know. Yeah. Um, It wasn't the rules that... Even if the rules were held to that same standard, like I still would have lost. But <laughs> yeah, you're you're not here complaining on a podcast saying I would have gotten first place had it not been for this stuff. You're just giving props to you know and things that you've seen that are different between strongman there and strongman here, and just like kind of comparing the two. So you're not just saying yeah. that like I'd have gotten first if these things would have been different. Yep. Yeah. So the next thing that you had up looks like it was the uh, axle wagon wheel deadlift, and that one. Uh, I thought was interesting. Uh, dead stop, no reps or dead stop, no touch and goes. So that was kind of cool yep. to see. Cause typically, you know, 
USS made it to where you can do touch and goes if you want to. So how'd that go for like you? Bouncing and that kind of thing. And you know, my thing with bouncing with an axle bar is that shit vibrates your whole body when it, when you do that, you know, it just like sends a shock through your whole body. And, um, I don't like the feel of it. I feel like it, it's painful almost. And I really don't feel like bouncing that really gives you much of an advantage. Right. And you can tear up the floor and tear up implements and rubber mats and all that stuff. So I, I was perfectly good with that. And I did four reps, which is like what I did in practice. I, I was kind of hoping I'd get five or six, but you know, it is what it is. Gas legs from farmers and yoke, you know. You yeah, to, and you were, you were doing that for time? Yeah, it was it was all for a minute. Okay. And so did yeah. you did you strap up when you did that too? Yeah. Okay. So that one and that yep. one was four hundred and ninety five pounds for axle wheel axle wagon wheel deadlift, right? Yeah. And then the yep. next the next event you had was log clean and press two twenty five. And that one was for Wait. reps as well. So you said that one didn't go yeah. well. No, I had done that a couple times in practice, and I, I zeroed it in this competition, which that was my biggest – I think I got in my own head, really. The guy in front of me stood up and did it, I think, 14 times. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, the guy that that went right in front of me ended up winning the competition. And the dude's traps and shoulders were just ginormous. <laughs> so he, he juices kind of like Vinny, that's what you're saying. No, that's kind of uh, kind of what my thought was <laughs> that he was doing that, but I'm not gonna. I'm just yeah, jo- I'm just yeah. joking. I wanted to take a stab there at Vinny. Yeah, he was definitely uh, definitely a big guy, big shoulders, big traps, um, and uh, yeah, he ended up winning it. But uh, you know, that's kind of what I expected to happen on that. I didn't expect a zero. I expected to get one, and I almost did. But my shoulders, over the last two or three days since I got down here, have not been feeling spectacular at all. Well, I've always heard that, and I don't know why or anything, but I've always heard that travel actually increases inflammation in your body, and I'm not sure why that is. So I could I could definitely yeah. see that. That's why you see most competitors will show up. You know, even like high end competitors, they're showing up like a week or a more early just to kind of mm-hmm. acclimate to the area, acclimate to the weather, um, acclimate to everything they need to get done to uh, to make sure that their their body's in peak physical condition for whenever they start to compete. Yeah, yep. And, you know, I had a few days, but it wasn't, wasn't a full week, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, you got bills to pay, and you're not a professional strongman, so that's probably why. Yep. So, yep, I don't plan to be. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it looks like your axle stone to shoulder was 225. And I've seen you. It actually ended up being 200 is what the stone we actually used. Oh, okay. Well, did, Which did, was, was that a change on that day? or? Yeah, they, they never told us. It just, like, we walked up there and it was different. So, which is, I'm fine with, you know, 25 pounds lighter. I'm not going to complain about that. <laughs> How'd that go? How'd that feel? It felt good, actually. Um, that was the one event that I felt, I mean, I was pretty confident I wasn't going to zero that one. Um. Ended up, I mean, bottom of the pack again, but like I said, these dudes are fucking strong down here, so <laughs> I was like the tallest guy by like five inches. <laughs> yeah. These guys were, they were a bunch of Lucas Dunbars out here, a bunch of short squatty dudes. <laughs> Only had to move the bar freaking three inches when they were deadlifting, so. So it was easy to get reps. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, so uh, so overall, I mean, when you when you first got there, uh, I mean, you're you're this is kind of like a, a multifold thing for you. It's vacation, chance to hang out with Vinny, also chance to do strongman. So, what are some things you've been doing? Uh, what have you been? Uh, you, you know, you brought your girlfriend down there with you. Uh, so, what what are some things you've been doing while you've been down there? Um, oh shoot! Tomorrow we're going to the beach. Um, that'll be our last day. We're going to Clearwater. Gonna go hang out there all day. Um, my cousin Mason met up with him. He's, he moved down here eight days ago, so he's pretty new to the area and introduced him to some of Vinny's friends. Um, after the competition Saturday, we went to a couple bars, actually went out for the first time after a competition and drank some tequila. That's why, probably why I look so tired right now. (laughs) And, and I don't think that the word sum is probably accurate of how much tequila was consumed. Yeah, it was pretty good bar tab. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was actually drinking margaritas last night, so I was drinking tequila right along with you. Heck yeah, yeah, double tequila sprite with the lime—that's my thing. Yeah. Um. So, what is the plan? Just to just to hang out at the beach tomorrow, just kind of enjoy the beach life. Yeah, the beach, and there's some cool like beach bars down there, and that kind of thing. Just enjoy the area, eat some good seafood, all that good stuff. Well, you'll have to tell Vinny I said what's up. Um. And, uh, but I'm, I'm also curious of what, do you want to like tell everybody about, uh, Mason's podcast, kind of what it is, what its name is, and then how they can look up the, the interview with you. And I can also put a link to it. Well, I guess he hasn't released it yet, but he has like the Instagram. I can at least put his Instagram and stuff on there. Yeah. Um, it's a Phelps party podcast. Look it up on Instagram. He's got a YouTube channel and everything. I think he's got three episodes out now, or he's going to have three and then I'll be the fourth. Um, He's, he does a lot more editing than us. He does video and stuff, so it's it'll be a little bit longer before he releases his. Um, but he's got some puts out some interesting content. And he's got a, a vlog too. He did a vlog on um, him moving from put out a video of him moving from Kansas to Florida and that drive and how that went and this and that. And then he's gonna put out some content. He just got back from Africa actually um, on that too. So it's just all around. Uh, doing some cool media stuff and he's got a sweet apartment and nice studio set up there and oh right next to university of southern florida is where he's going to school and he's got some apartments right up there next to campus and kind of a cool spot so a little bit jealous <laughs> <laughs> well what what was the whole point of him moving from kansas to florida i mean obviously there was a destination there what was it um it was you know like i think it was a lot of things um he uh um always wanted like when he was in the army you know like he wanted to get out and go see places and live elsewhere and he went through basic and then tech school and then ended up getting stationed in uh fort riley <laughs> so he never even got to leave kansas really <laughs> when he got stationed yeah that's 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 them breaks and so he's always wanted to live in florida and with his gi bill he's like fuck it why not tampa so yeah and he's, he's going to school there right Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's getting marketing and media and all that stuff, and he he wants to be a big media guy when he's, um, when he's done with college. So, and he will be like in college too, as well as like building that brand and while he's in school. So, well, he's definitely uh, look. Sounds like he's doing the right things. I mean, with what just just the space that you guys did with the podcast studio and how it looked on the social media end, because I did see the post because he tagged us in that post. Mm-hmm. 
um, was really well done. So I think that he's starting with a really, really great base there, you know, and it'd probably yeah. be cool to bounce some things off of him and maybe even learn that'd be, maybe we can have him on the podcast too. And, and, uh, interview him about like how, how to be better at podcasting, how to be better at media. Cause obviously that's something he's striving to be good at. So, yeah. And it like, literally like we helped him set up like right before the podcast, you know, we threw all that stuff up and taped that, um, that poster, the Phelps Party podcast, is actually taped on a TV screen up there. <laughs> awesome. Um, but it's uh, those are just little studios they have in his apartments there, and so he's they're just able to use those whenever. And so he's got actually his whole podcast is in like a big ass sixty quart Rubbermaid container. And that, so they like he, he carries that, that around with him. Do what he like carries that around with him. Like when he goes to the studio huh. from his apartment, that kind That's of stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So the, the, there's the studio space, but not the equipment in the studio. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Got you. Um. So, uh, are 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 you done with uh with your part? Is or anything else you wanted to talk about or touch on? I don't want to shortchange you there. Nope. I think that's about it. We uh, another thing we did actually was we went to the aquarium here in Florida, the Florida Aquarium here in Tampa which was kind of cool. I haven't been to an aquarium for a while. and That was a, a fun experience going in there and seeing some, some alligators and sharks and all the colorful fish. And there's some really cool, they had like a jellyfish exhibit and seeing those jellyfish and they've got different LED lights and that kind of thing, which is really, really cool. I feel like some, some people really, uh, the trip on some shrooms and go in there and watch those jellyfish <laughs> is probably, probably something that happens fairly often. <laughs> Um, well, I, I just, I just have one final question before, before we wrap up the, the interview portion with you. What's that? Is, uh, did, did you propose on the beach? I definitely did not propose on the beach. <laughs> this one's, she, she's more of a, more of a mountain girl anyways. Oh, I just had to be an asshole there. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the shit eating grin on my face and I can see the shit eating grin on, on Nate. So he knows I'm just messing with him. I, I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, so uh, remember how, um, I don't know, maybe it was like two podcasts ago on a, a To The Point, and we were talking about how, you know, there's all these jobs, but where did all the people go? And you and I, and I was like, where did they go, right? Remember I was asking yeah. you that question? Well, I had somebody that answered that question today, and it was like, kaboom, in my mind, and uh, it made sense, made perfect sense. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. So he told me that, uh, he works for a company that does like all of the security system installs for companies like Walmart, Kroger, Amazon, and security audits. Like they're the company that does all that stuff. So like, mm -hmm. um, camera system installs, you name it, computer system installs, security audits on computer systems, especially in regards to like people's debit card numbers, et cetera. So pretty big company. Well, he says that that company is like 200 and some employees down right now as a whole. And keep in mind, they are an international company. Yeah. So it was interesting to hear. He was saying that he'd been told that during the coronavirus, there were a lot of people that were kind of like really close to retirement that maybe like had, had Rona not happened, they'd have stuck with it for another like two to five years or more or whatever. But when Corona came around, they were like, you know what, F it. Like, I got to stay home anyway. Um, I, I'm just going to stay home and continue to get paid and all this. And, and, and not to mention some places, 
didn't give benefits to where you got paid during all of that Corona leave, right? So some people were yeah. retiring to help make ends meet. So he said that, uh, and I haven't looked this up yet, but it, it makes sense at face value. He said that so many people retired out that weren't ready, like that would not have normally retired out. That mm -hmm. if we took every single immigrant waiting at the border to come in right now, they would not be enough to cover the shortages of jobs right now in the labor shortage. And I was kind of huh. like, huh, like, okay, that would make sense. Because I know I know of at least half a dozen people that retired because they were just like, you know what, F it, I I'm close enough to being done, I, I might as well. Yeah. So it makes sense. And what, are those baby boomers or are they... It would have been some of the. It would have been some of the baby boomers, but it would also been people that were the generation after that were could even doing some early retirements and just going ahead and yeah. taking their benefits right then and there. Yeah, that makes sense. And hmm. yeah, that's kind of what because because my question was, you know, to me the whole well people are lazy and they don't want to work anymore. You know, that's easy to say that, right? And and I've even been yeah. known to say that, but. When you look at it at face value, it's kind of like, well, all those people didn't have to pay their bills somehow. That corona aid went away. They could get on unemployment for a while, but at some point, you know, that's probably going to dry up as well, especially if you're yeah. able-bodied. So those people aren't just sitting at home waiting for their house to be foreclosed on and then going to be homeless. Like, they're having to pay their bills somehow. So I don't think that they're, it's a laziness issue. I think it's the, like when you talked about the labor shortage thing, and I, I don't know that because I haven't researched it, but when you have that many people retiring, it's kind of like, oh, okay, that makes some sense. Now that's where all yeah. those people went. Now I get it. Mm, that so, makes sense. Yeah, so that was the thing that was kind of the aha moment for me um, this week, and I know it was a question that we had, so I just, I've been really like itching to share that with you, but you know, you, uh, you're non-existent via text and phone anymore. So I have to, I have to get my, <laughs> I have to get my, uh, get my stuff in when I can with you. Yeah. Gotta do what you gotta do, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, uh, we're coming up on time and everything, but I just wanted to share that with you and I don't want to keep you too long. I know you're on vacation and you're wanting to hang out with Vinny and his family and everything, your girlfriend. So, uh, appreciate you taking the time out to be here with me today and uh will be here with us and the podcast and whatever it is you want to say so i'll let you be yep, and no, i appreciate uh appreciate you setting it up and getting things put together and uh put up my bs so <laughs> <laughs> well hey you had to do it first when i was on vacation and i was walking you all through all of this on the phone where all you had to do was click a link yeah and that was a trial run too <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I, I heard what you were talking about about that little whining noise which thankfully with noise suppression we can edit that out but I, I'm not sure where it's coming from. Like, I even move the cable around. Like, because sometimes if you've got cheap cables and they're near other cables, like, yeah. they'll, it, it'll, it'll bleed through and you'll get like whining. But I didn't, I wasn't able to figure it out, but it's pretty easy to edit out. So, you want to, you want to do the, the long distance outro, my friend? Hey, yep. don't, hey, don't forget right, to, sure don't can. forget to mention the, uh, using the podcast space if anybody wants to and stuff like that too. Yep. And then um, before oh. before you sign off, um, I do want to speak with you. So once we hit stop, go ahead and stay on here for a minute. Okay. Well, guys, uh, thanks for listening to Higher Points. And uh, we're going to sign off here from Florida. Go ahead and uh, give our uh, um, social medias a like at the Higher Points on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, go check out the website, www.thehigherpoints.com. And... Uh, <laughs> Damn it. Right in the middle of the outro, bro. <laughs> Hi, Vinny. Hi, Nick.
What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm good. Now, now that the only way you could have made that better is if you walked in without clothes on. I almost did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you want to finish it up there? You got anything else? Um, <laughs> oh, and uh, don't forget, guys, that we are uh, we're gonna start renting out studio space. So if anybody is interested and wants to start their own podcast, go ahead and reach out to us, and we can get you set up with a. Uh, a nice spot and some uh, nice equipment to uh, give you a helping hand. So, yep, and we can even help you with remote interviews, just like this one. If you got somebody that you wanted to interview that wasn't in the area, so thanks for taking the time to listen, guys. We'll catch up with you next time.